Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, where we feature great interviews, inspiring stories, and candid conversations. So join us. Hey, this is Sea Wolf from the hit web series, Hey Shipwreck. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, SubmarineWife.com. Hello and welcome to Navy Wife Radio and Military Life Radio. Today is December 8th, 2009. This is Wendy. And Marla is on assignment tonight. I just want to welcome you to the show. Tonight we have Join the Navy and Hey Shipwreck creator, uh, Two Days of Creator, Pat Rabby. He'll be joining us. And Pat just released the Season 2 DVD of Hey Shipwreck, and he'll be taking your questions tonight, so don't be shy because we're going to be giving a, a set of his DVDs away. It's a perfect stock, stocking stuffer. And we're also going to tell you how you can order them, too, for your sailor. Also, if you're spending the holidays without your spouse or overseas, Terry Barnes joins us from Germany. She's sweet enough to call in from Germany tonight. She writes Spouse Calls, a blog for the Stars and Stripes, and she'll be here a little bit later in the show. Uh, But until then, we invite you to sit back and listen and relax, and uh, we're very happy to have you guys here live tonight. Our show, it's always better with you involved, so... Um, just we invite you to settle back and enjoy the next hour, whether your husband's home or at, on. I can't even talk. I'm usually Marla's here to help me, um, and I'm getting a message. So you know me, I can't multitask. Um, so if you're listening to us live, you can join us in the chat room. And um, no matter if your your husband's out to sea or home deployed, whatever the case may be, we invite you to join us for tonight. Just remember that um, we want to practice good optic. And whenever you comment in the chat room or call us, or even when you comment on our blog, just your first name only, no discussion of command names or ship movement or unit or boat names in conjunction with your command, and that keeps all of our spouses safe. If you're on Twitter, you can message us or tweet us a message at MyMilitaryLife, or you can direct message us if you want to do that. And if you're listening to us live and you're on Blog Talk Radio, Uh, You can click on the green button, and that will take you into the chat room, if you like, and um, it's a little more interactive in there, and I just opened it a little while ago. And you can ask your question for Pat there, too, So, and for Terry later, any kind of comment that you have. You can post it right there in the chat room. And if you click on the little heart next to our, um, on our homepage, that will make the show a favorite, and then you'll get a message or an email Whenever we post an update to the show, when we schedule new shows, you'll be the first to know about it, which is kind of cool. And um, not let you, you know, learn all the new things that we have going on here. And if you're a member of Blog Talk Radio, if you request to be our friend, then um, we'll follow you back. So be sure to do that. Our show, if you're a first-time listener, we we air on Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern. And although the majority of you guys download the podcast via iTunes, it's always more fun when you get to join us live. So if you normally listen to us via iTunes, we invite you to listen in Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern. Make an appointment and join us. So that is what we have coming on, uh, coming up tonight on the show. We have um, a lot jam-packed, and we miss Marla. Marla um, will be back next week, though. And just a, a quick programming note. Next week we're going to do our holiday messages to the troops show 
And if you've ever been to DFW, then chances are you've been to the USO there. And we're going to have back on the USO girls from the DFW airport. And they, um, uh, that USO at the DFW airport is an entry point for sailors um, leaving to go overseas and coming home, sailor servicemen in general, um, your Marines, Air Force, Airmen, um, soldiers. It's a huge USO. And they're coming in just to share with what they're doing, what the USO is doing there. And if you have a message for the troops or your service member, your DH, we would love to have you call in with your message. That show, we do it every year. It's hugely popular, and um, we invite you to be a part of it. It is going to um, be next Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Okay? So make a note of that. Now, uh, I did have one thing funny to tell you all before Ty gets on the line because he'll be calling in just a little while um, from now. And uh, if you want to pull up Pat's website, it's tubedays, T-U-B-E-D-A-Z-E dot com, tubedays with a Z dot com. That's his website. And for Terry Barnes um, with Stars and Stripes, it's stripes dot com. And when you're on the home page, you just scroll down and look for the blogs, and hers is called Spouse Calls. So it's stripes.com, and you look for blogs, and it's Spouse Calls is the name of her um, of her blog. Now, okay, so <laughs> let me give you all some background, because normally I have Marla here, and she's kind of the producer in the background. She clicks all the buttons and goes in the chat room, make sure everybody gets greeted and all of that. So um, tonight may be a little bit different because I'm managing like, all these computer screens, and I've gotten a couple messages, so I just want to let you all know I've gotten them. I just haven't had a chance to read them yet, and I know there's some folks in the chat room, so welcome to the show. And um, if you're calling into the show, do me a favor and post like your area code in the chat room and your first name. That way, I know it's you. Kind of, that's our only method to screen our calls. And whenever we have Pat on, I mean, we always get calls, but sometimes we get the occasional rogue caller that just wants to say something not nice to us on the air. And this helps us to um, to make sure that all of our calls are legit. I know, isn't it terrible that we have to do that? And but anyway, help me out by that. And Marla's not here, so I need your help to help me. That way I make sure uh, we get the right person on the right call at the right time. Sound good? All right. We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have Pat Rabby joining us. He's calling in from Washington State. He's going to tell us all about uh, the new two days, join the Navy, hey, shipwreck, what he's been up to, what's life like back on the boat, how we can get his new DVD, all of that great stuff. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio and Military Life Radio. USAA salutes military spouses for your service and sacrifice on the home front. Whether it's preparing for deployment, having a baby, or making that next PCS move, we'll help you navigate through all the stages of military life. We've served families like yours for more than 84 years and we can help you achieve your financial goals. 
Log on to USAA.com for a free financial assessment or call USAA's Financial Advice Center at 877-806-5033 for advice on everything from credit cards to life insurance. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. Financial advice provided by USAA Financial Advisors Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer. Log on to USAA.com or call us toll-free 1-877-806-5033. USAA, we know what it means to serve. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Military Life Radio, and joining me tonight is the famous Pat Rabby. We are very excited to have him here tonight. And uh, Pat, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How's it going, Wendy? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm How's everything going? It's going good. It's going good. It's, I have to comment that it's pouring um, like crazy cats and dogs here. And hopefully my connection stays good and you can hear me, but if there's a problem, just let me know and I can maybe switch a phone or something. Okay, uh, sure thing. Yeah, you sound great. Okay. And I might add to that that out here in the Seattle area, it's uh, completely dry. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It's well, supposed to be a warming there. thing. Damn you, Al Gore. He was right. <laughs> okay, so. Um, Although I heard I he was a, I, heard, I heard the whole global warming thing was a, it was a really strong theory on the internet. And I just think it's kind of funny that uh, that Al Gore's theory was debunked by the very internet that he helped create. You're right. Yes, the very internet that he helped create. Yeah, you gotta love that one, right? Yeah, yeah. I saw that joke from the Daily Show. Yeah. Whatever. That's <laughs> okay, Pat, so um, it's always crazy when you come. I've already gotten some messages, and I know that folks have questions for you. So let's do um, real quick, if, um, if, no one's, if, this, if there are first-time listeners, give everybody just a little bit of background on, um, on you and um, Hey Shipwreck. Sure thing. Uh, my name is Patrick Rabby. I'm a, I'm a navigation electronics technician in the Navy. I'm active duty. And in my spare time, I make this Internet cartoon called Hey Shipwreck, which is based on my experience on the submarine force, but it's set in the future. And it is probably the most accurate depiction of Navy sailors ever produced by the entertainment industry. And I'm also working on a uh, recruiting cartoon called Join the Navy, based on my experience as a, a Navy recruiter from 2006 to 2009. And, and it, it's, it's looking great. I mean, I'm, we have so much to get to, but I just wanted to throw that out there for people um, that are new new to the show. Because, you know, we have some spouses that listen to our show that maybe, I mean, you know, maybe heard of the show but not really um, aren't connected yeah, into totally. it. Right? Totally. So you, <laughs> you have way more Twitter followers than I do. Well, uh, we want everybody to hang out and listen no matter what. Um, yeah. It's sort of like when I went to see Brian, Brian Adams in concert and um, I went to see him at Universal Studios in Orlando at CityWalk. And have oh. you ever heard of 98 Degrees? It was like Nick Lachey and that whole group. Do you know who I'm talking about, 98 Degrees? Yes, I, I, I've heard of them. You have you? Well, well, I went to this concert, and 98 Degrees was like the opening act. And then when they left, or when they were done, like 80% of the crowd thinned out. And I was like, what do you mean? Where are these people going? And they just didn't quite... They came to, you know, I came to see Brian Adams. I'd never even heard of 98 Degrees. Oh, right. So, <laughs> so I want to encourage all my spouses to just hang out. You're going to love Pat. And if you've never watched any of his um, cartoon series, it's Tube Days. 
you can watch it while we're doing the interview. You're going to laugh. It's so funny. The the khaki pants thing is, is like the one that's up there. It's just absolutely hilarious. So, all right, Pat, this is what we'll do. We'll take a question as we get them. We'll take a phone call as we get them, and then we'll go through the questions I have for you in between. Yeah, absolutely. Does that sound good? All right, so we already have a caller, so we're just going to take it so they don't have to be on hold. Okay. Okay? So we'll see um, what their question is, and um, we're happy to answer all questions. So, um, air code 619, you're on the air. You have a question for Pat? Hello? Hello? Yes, hey. Hey, you have a question for Pat? Oh, oh, I'm on. Oh, hi. How you doing, Pat? How you doing? uh, I'm, uh... My name's Murphy. I'm down here in San Diego, and uh, I just wanted to say, um, as a, a fellow submariner and chief, that uh, I really appreciate um, what you've done, what you what you've uh, done with Tube Days, and uh, uh, some of my fondest memories of training for IA was sitting around in uh, Camp McCreeky over there in uh, South Carolina. If everybody huddled around the laptop. Uh, watching your cartoons, so I just uh, I just want to want to let you know that. Well, thank you very much. I, I really appreciate the uh, really appreciate the gratitude, and it's a big it's a big reason why I've I've chosen to stay in the Navy and and do this my my 20 year career is because of the uh, the appreciation that I've gotten from from the fleet and from the Navy and from sailors like yourself. And uh, I tell you, ever since I've been back in the boat, it's only been a couple of weeks, but it's the the, the gratitude is very evident, and, and thank you very much for saying so. Well, what in, what inspired you? That's that's kind of my question. What what inspired you to uh, uh, go down that 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 uh, that route? Well, it just kind of it was the inspiration was drawn from the fact that I had to figure out a, a different path for what I really wanted to do. You know, I joined the Navy. I'm good at my job, but my real passion lies with my artwork. But you know, I can't just quit my job. So I was like, well, how can I pursue my artwork and my aspirations to be in like the animation industry or computer graphics or special effects while I'm still in the Navy. So I just kind of, you know, I, I made a little comics. I made the Tube Days started out as a comic strip uh, on the boat. And uh, I just kind of self-taught myself the computer animation portion of it and how to how to script video game engines and uh, and do all the UV mapping. I like all, all the little steps to make the cartoon. I just kind of self-taught as a training exercise for myself and just said, hey, well, you know, what should I write about? I'll just write about what I know and that's where the content came from and I sent it to my friends when I had it done, you know, just thinking it's just a little fun thing for me to do to get ready for when I get out of the Navy and my buddies liked it and they sent it to their buddies and their buddies and now it's pretty it's pretty much, you know, well spread in the submarine force which was unexpected. Well, congratulations and uh, best of luck. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you'll you'll probably be like uber successful and 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 everything whenever you retire and uh, and can do this stuff just for fun and uh, and enjoy it. So good luck and uh, take care. Awesome, thank you. Appreciate it. Well, that's so cool. Thank you for the call. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> we should say that um, we are going to give away a box set of the season one and season two DVD, right? Correct. Yes. I would say a box set because I don't really have a box for them. Okay. They're just kind of bundled together. So, so it's, the, it's the season one, season two bundle, but, yes, we will be giving that away. 
Okay, so um, I think probably what we'll do is over on um, – how should we do this? How I can do, do like a trivia question, and the first person to call with the correct answer Okay. All right. Win. And win. I, I can do an uli, like a ship's uli. I can, uh, okay, where, okay, the first caller to call in with the location of the ship's gong on a Trident-class submarine will win a box set, or the bundle of Season 1, Season 2 of Hey Shipwreck. All right, I don't even know what that is, so hopefully That's someone okay. goes. <laughs> it's an uli, but it's a pretty well-known uli, so. Is it? Okay, all right. If no one gets it, then we'll figure out what to do after that. <laughs> all the fast um, tech guys are like, oh, screw you. Oh, you know, they're out. yeah. But that's okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know I don't know where the gong is on a fast mode, so <laughs> I'll have to just stick with the – unless it's in the same spot. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know where it's at. I don't know where it's at. I mean, we'll see. yeah. Okay, all right. So, um But that's so cool that the that the the chief called in because a lot of people ask me if I've gotten any crap for making my cartoon and uh-huh. it's it's funny that all all the people that you would think would be offended are very supportive like the chief community and the officers and the nukes and they all love it a lot and really the only the only negative feedback I get are from disgruntled sailors who are trying to flame me out for wanting to stay in the Navy now. It's just kind of kind of ironical, don't you think? <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. You know, like, what are some of the most common comments or questions that you get? And, um, you know, probably just, like, the most common question I get right now um, is how do you pronounce your last name? Oh, you're right, because that is pretty tricky, the way it's spelled. It is, and it's a really good icebreaker. So what, where, I mean, like, where are your parents from? Like, well, the know. the name itself is uh, is Czech on my dad's side. Oh, my dad's the side. Go ahead. Dave. Uh, that? Tell me you have to call the show. Dave, Dave, you have to call. <laughs> that, I got calls on my cell phone. Is that Craig? He's got to be on the air. Tell <laughs> Dave he's got to call the show. Here's the number. Okay, here's well, our number. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like for like being related to people employed by the My Military Life organization. <laughs> Actually, they're not related, but it it could be a possibility. No, we don't have anybody okay. that's related to us. It's, okay, so um, okay. the uh, our number. I, I'm so terrible. I tell people to call, and I don't even give the number. It's six four six six five two. Four six two nine. Okay, that's six four six six five two, four six two nine. That's our number. All right. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. So, what's the most common? I mean, or we were talking about your last name. Oh yeah, it's, uh, my my dad's side is Czech, German, and Irish. The Czech is where the last name comes from, and uh, my mom's Filipino. So my recruiter got some extra points when I joined the Navy. Well. Okay. Okay. So, so <laughs> okay. So then, that that's is that why it's like that you don't pronounce the H because it's like a Czech thing or what? I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of the yeah the pronunciation that that they use in, okay. in the in the Czech language. Really, like the most correct answer for me is just that's how my my parents told me that it was correctly pronounced. But yeah, I'm not really certain about the uh, you know the the syntax of the the language and why it's why it's silent but 
Okay. Yeah, that's probably the most common question I get. Okay. Um, so what's the most common comment that you get, if that's the most common question? Like like about the show? Is this, yeah. uh, like, how did I come up with it? You know, what, how did I learn how to do it? It's pretty... It's pretty common. It's kind of go into how you know, just kind of a kind of a personal passion that I pursued in my yeah. spare time that has unexpectedly become a modest success. So, and everybody's been real supportive, and and, uh, and since I've been back on the boat, it's been it's been kind of nice. You know, I got talked all this crap in the in the years coming up to me getting detailed to a boat. Like I want to go to the worst boat on the waterfront with like the worst cob, and I want the the crappiest chief and the most effed up division, and I get to the boat, and everybody's, like, really cool. Like, my division is, is awesome. All the guys in my division are, are super cool, and they work hard, and my chiefs are cool. Like, my ANAV is, he knows everything, not just quartermaster stuff, but he knows, like, IC and NASA and stuff, too. And he's really cool, and, you know, it's just been, it's not what I wanted. Dang it. <laughs> you wanted more material. I wanted okay, a so. crafty command, so I have all this writing material. Not to say that I haven't been able to gather some writing material since I've been back, but, you know, it's been a, it's been a nice surprise. That's funny. Okay, so we have a caller. Should we take it? Okay, sure. All right, so this is from area code 619 again. Cool. And so, hello, area code 619, do you have a question for Pat? No, I just have the answer for him. You have the it's, answer, uh, okay. Ooh, all right. Uh, it's back half next to the lathe. Back half next to the rudder. On a, on a trident? Lathe. No, on a trident. It's back next to the lathe uh, outboard of the reduction gears. There you go. Yeah, that works. Who's this? <laughs> uh, this is Nick. Nick, how's it going, man? Not too bad. I'll be up there in a month. Oh, yeah. Is this Nick Giles? Yeah. Hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> Not too much. How you doing, man? You know, this, this is kind of funny because it's like, uh, there's this joke in the submarine force that there's two degrees of separation. Like, if you don't know somebody, chances are you know somebody that you know, and we're all, like, inbred and <laughs> kind of know Nick. But he's going to be up here going through the same sea school that I went through uh, that I just got out of. And so, yeah, I look forward to meeting you, man. Yeah. Um, now I have to talk to your wife since she went to the same high school as me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she did. <laughs> that's kind of weird. Now, but, but we're still cool. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, I got some good news for you. Well, um, Nick, you'll have to email Pat. Pat, do you want oh, to give out your information? Or you, I guess you can just go to his website and, and put him a comment on the blog. How do you want to do that, Pat? Oh yeah, just uh, just shoot me an email afterwards with your with your uh, your address, and I'll shoot you out your your DVD bundle. No problem. Sounds great. Well, yeah, I'll be up there. So okay, yeah, or if you want to be there, bye. I'll or you probably get up in person. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be. I'm in the yards, but yeah, just shoot me an email. Tell me when you're over there at TTF, and I'll, I'll swing by. Sounds great. Cool. All right, see you there, man. All right, Nick. Thanks for calling in. All right. All right, later. Thanks, Nick, for calling in. That's awesome. Okay, so if you have a question for Pat, I'm going to give out our number again. We have a question from the chat room too. Um, our number okay. is six four six six five two four six two nine, and you can call in and. Um, so we've given away the box DVD. That was fast. And 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 Craig's buddy, who called him on the phone, he was like he called in after the guy from six one nine. So I'm sorry. I think it was Dave. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> when we do another contest, we'll let you know um, yeah. if you're listening. Um, shout out to Dave. So 
Um, all right, so uh, another. This question is from. Um, this question is from the chat room, and I I don't remember this from the shows, but my memory isn't always that great. Um, I don't know if this is like a conversation in the chat room or a question for you, but I'm thinking it's for you. It says, I want to know if the Twilight conversation was actually a conversation on the boat. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I was uh, trying to come up with that. I was just thinking That's about Stella, it. Stella's asking that. Yeah. I'm not, like, I'm not saying that Twilight is bad. I'm saying that I didn't really, I didn't really like it, but you can't really deny the fandom that has that has generated from from that uh, that franchise. I was just trying to figure out why is it so awesome because when I saw it with, with my with my friends, uh, I was like, why? You know, I th- I had never heard anything about it. I thought it was kind of interesting. The premise it was like, oh, cool, like another way to look at vampires, like an original, you know, original story based on an old on an old premise. And then when I saw it, I'm like, well, you know, I didn't understand, you know, I didn't understand it, I guess. So I tried to figure out why it was so big, and that's just kind of what I came out with. But I wasn't on the boat yet so when that came out, so it was just kind of a, I'm sure that type of conversation happened on the boat somewhere, but personally for me, I just kind of sat down on my computer and pondered it and then wrote about it. And figured out how it would fit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay, so um, why the change from 3D computer animation in Hey Shipwreck to 2D traditional animation that's in tube days? Okay, like the big, the biggest reason is that, uh, well, there's several reasons. One of the reasons is that there are a lot of uh, machinima cartoons out there on the internet that are based on games like Halo or Unreal Tournament, and uh, you know I wanted to differentiate myself from that. And I did I did take it one step by by making my own characters and my own 3D models and using an independent game engine rather than using the actual video games to make my movies. But I still kind of get comparisons to these uh, internet cartoons, so I kind of wanted to take a few more steps to differentiate myself from those other cartoons. Um, and another thing is I wanted to learn how to do 2D animation. I kind of I kind of taught myself how to do the 3D computer graphics and and notice some of the limitations of that particular medium. And uh, so I want to kind of move over to a new field and learn that one so I can continue continue developing my skills in animation. Um, and with 2D animation, I can do a lot more sight gags. For, for example, in the 3D animation, if I wanted to do something that involved like a coffee cup, like that episode where the chief bounces the coffee cup off the side of the hole and bounces right. it into the water... <laughs> Like, for that coffee cup, I had to spend a couple hours building that coffee cup in my computer and then and then unwrapping it, uh, unwrapping the skin and coloring it, and even though it was just kind of white, I, I did touch it up a little bit and then rewrapping it. And, like, all this technical stuff, scripting, exporting it from the 3D modeling software, importing it into the video game engine. Whereas with 2D animation, if I wanted to do that scene, I just have to draw a coffee cup. I'm done in, like, you know, 30 seconds. Oh. So... It's like the I'll get to do more more elaborate side gags with the two D animation. Plus, I, I want to learn all the all the principles of animation that that have been passed down since the old days, since character animation was invented by Disney's Nine Old Men back in the twenties and thirties. You know, they still teach all that stuff today, all those old school principles, and I I'm slowly kind of teaching myself that also. 
Well, well, that's really cool. Okay, so in the in the episode that you did with um, the khaki pants, which, by the way, Craig says that they kind of use that term at work now. Yeah, they, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> My plan is coming to fruition. I asked him, I said, you know, we have Pat on, and do you have a question, or what can I tell him? And he's, I said, did you watch the khaki pants one? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah. I, he said, we watched it, and it's very funny. And, yeah, we say, like, yeah, Master Chief khaki pants, whatever. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Uh, and so I'm wondering, okay, so in that episode when you have the guys at the end that are talking, is that is that a little bit of the 2D or is that just 3D and I don't really notice it? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of like a, a little glimpse. So you guys are sitting in activity yeah. space okay. watching the TV. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a glimpse to the new the new Tube Days 2D animation, which I, I'm still I, – I have the first episode written. I'm still getting over the learning curve for some of the 2D stuff before I can release it, but it should, I should be having a new episode, or excuse me, I should be releasing a new episode here within the next week or two. So, but yeah, that was a, a glimpse at, at that last episode. Okay. All right. So if you guys haven't watched that, you want to go to tubedays.com. I just put the link in the chat room. And on there are all the YouTube links to each, to the sneak peek to um, yep. join the Navy. And then also the khaki pants episode that we're talking about, which is really, really funny. And it's kind of, and it's, dare I say, clean, you know, so I'm not like, I can watch it and not go, oh, that's like really bad. And Craig will say, he's working through his issues of recruiting duty. Leave him alone. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it's very therapeutic, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so. I don't know where the time goes, but if you can hang out a few more minutes, I'll have a couple more questions for you. Yeah, sure thing. Time goes by so fast. Okay, so uh, so okay, so when did, when is Join the Navy coming? Because a lot of people are talking about it, and the trailer that's on your site is really cool with the music and the sound, the voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> and and then you're like, you know, like the the record all screeches and comes to a halt and um, yeah. sneak peek. So. Can you give us an yeah. update on that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first I want to give a shout-out to, to John Sieglin, who was the uh, composer for all the music with Hey Shipwreck and the Join the Navy trailer. And he's uh, I've shot him a couple of ideas for, for Join the Navy, and uh, he'll be, you know, getting uh, he's getting ready to really uh, sink his teeth into all the music for, for the new cartoon. Um, and his website is sieglinsound.com. He's done a lot of, He's done a lot of video game uh, projects. He's done some film projects, and he's a he's a very very talented musician. So I just wanted to give him the props. And he is not, I guess, there are a few John Seaglins in the Navy, and he's gotten a number of of emails like blaming him out for oh look at you know look at Sue, Mr. Seaglin, Petty Officer Seaglin, <laughs> all this crap he talks. Oh and no! And then what? And then John emails him back. He's like, uh, yeah, that's not me, but thanks for the email. <laughs> oh god! I guess the uh, the nav the navigator on one of the boats on the east coast was named John Seaglin, and I I apparently ruined his life now, and I apologize, but hopefully he's resilient. I think oh yeah, I like that. Hopefully he's resilient. That's the buzzword in my office. How can we build better resilience? If he was smart, he'd be like, yes, yes, I am that John Seaglin, and you will worship me as though I were a god. Guy. Anyway, what was, yes. the, what was the question? Um, well, just when can we expect an update? 
Like, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, join the Navy. I am I am planning on on making that an actual movie. Depending on on my resources and how much time I have and how good the story is, it'll either be a full length movie like about ninety minutes, or I'm going to make it a a short movie about thirty to forty five minutes. I haven't really decided yet because I'm still in the writing process. But I totally want to develop this into a movie that I'm going to enter into animation festivals and film festivals and hopefully make something that's really mainstream and uh, you know see where that takes me. Hopefully it'll be successful, but if it's not successful, then uh, the process of making that will give me the skills so that I can be on the right track to being successful in that type of, that type of medium. So to answer the question, it'll, it'll get done like when it gets done. And that's another reason why I'm switching to 2D 2D animation for tube days is that I'm training myself to be a 2D animator and work with the two-dimensional animation software tools and techniques so that I'll be proficient when I start producing Join the Navy. Um, but in the meantime, I'm, I'm making a comic. I haven't updated it in, in a few months, probably more than a few months. But to kind of tie people over and to try out different gags that I have written, I'll, I'll be doing the Join the Navy comic on the website as I develop the actual movie and the cartoon. Are you more nervous about your reaction from that than Hey Shipwreck? Or no, no, not at all. I mean, it's, uh, I'm excited about it. It's something that's, that's original. It's something that uh, a lot of people can identify with. And it's, it's a subject that really hasn't been explored uh, as, far as, as far as an actual you know, movie based on recruiting. I mean, the recruiters have been portrayed in movies, but there hasn't been there hasn't been a movie just about recruiters, and I'm really excited about it. And you know, whatever type of feedback I get from it, be it positive or negative, it's going to be good publicity for the movie. Right. I think it's great. I think it's great. I love I love how it's looking so far. So I can't wait. Oh, thanks. To come out. Um, thanks. We had a comment in the chat room that says, "Does Pat need voice actors for future episodes? If you're in the Washington area, ooh, I might." Yeah, I mean, I've, I've already kind of talked to a couple of my buddies about it, and if anybody's here in Bangor, Bremerton area, and uh, they might be interested in doing a little voice work, just shoot me an email, and I'll try to try to write something up. Very so totally, yeah, I will. I will accept any volunteers for voice work in this area. Well, that's that's exciting. That's cool. Okay, so um, the perfect stocking stuffer. For I think any any guy would be this the season two and season one set of Hey Shipwreck. Absolutely, um, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> and um, I think that you know even though you can watch the videos for free on YouTube, this is just a great way that you can support. If you're a, you know if you enjoy Hey Shipwreck, this is I sound like the telethon, right? It's a great way to support Pat. So I encourage you guys whether you're a you're active duty or you're a spouse listening and you're thinking, you know, um, you just want to support Pat, definitely encourage you to do that. Or if you're a spouse and you're thinking, what can I send my sailor in his gift package? What can I put in his stocking? Even if you're not affiliated with the Navy, but you want to just, this is a great way to just support the military, support the troops, so to speak. And um, buy a couple sets and, and send them in your package that's going to Iraq or Afghanistan and give those guys a laugh, those guys and girls. Because I really don't think it matters whether you're in the Navy or not. I think watch and the whole interaction between, you know, um, the characters, it doesn't matter, I think, whether you're in the Navy. Do you get that kind of a feedback that people listen that don't or watch that aren't? Yeah, I've, I've, got a few, 
I've got yeah, I've gotten a few uh, emails from folks in, in oh, I've gotten emails from everybody like Air Force, Army, and Marine Corps, and and the reaction is positive. I mean, I, I bet if they watched and they didn't really get it, they you know turn it off and wouldn't think twice about it. But uh, I think there is yeah, there is a a little niche out there in the other services that that would enjoy the the, the cartoon as well. So okay, so how do people get the DVD? Well, right now they're uh, mainly available on my website, uh, TubeDays.com. If you're here in the Bangor, Bremerton area, just shoot me an email, and I can I can meet you out in town or on base or something, and you can save a little bit on shipping and uh, buy it from me directly. And uh, and that's about it right now. I'm kind of looking into a couple of places here in town in Silverdale or Bremerton or Paulsboro that might be uh, willing to let me sell it there, but that's still kind of in the the planning stages. But uh, but yeah, so so if you're in, if you're in Kitsap County, shoot me an email. You can buy it from me, or you can go to the website and buy it online. And the cover, I want, just want to say the graphics that you have on the cover of the DVD. They look, it looks really good. It's got oh, the new um, Aquacami or whatever they call it. Aquaflage. Aquaflage. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's got the new aquaflage as the background and um, Thresher on the cover and some cool um, graphics on there. Yeah. <laughs> the second season. And so whether you get season two or both season one and two, um, it's a cool thing. And it's definitely on our favorite list for the holidays. So uh, support Pat any way you can. You can even just make a donation, too, even if you already have the DVDs. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so a couple last questions that are um, just kind of on our questions that we ask everybody. At some point, we're going to write up an article and publish it, but at this point, we're we're like, you want us to do what else? Right. <laughs> but these are just fun. So, um, okay, so what was your last vacation? My last vacation? What uh-huh. is that? <laughs> last weekend, day day off? Like, what did you do? Like, oh. Last, well, um, any kind of like road trip, any kind of virtual vacation. <laughs> all right. Hmm. Have you had a vacation lately, or are you getting ready to take I one? I've been taking a vacation since I've been in the Navy. I probably the closest thing was, uh, like when when the boats out here in Bangor used to pull in the ports, like San Diego and and Pearl Harbor. Uh, my my ex wife would fly out, and we'd have like a mini vacation in between me, you know, standing my duty days, and and you know, being on the boat and stuff. But I really haven't had a vacation in a while. <laughs> you need a vacation, Pat. I would like a vacation. Yeah, you need one before you go underway. I don't know when that is. or I mean, I don't know what the boat's doing or all that. But Oh, okay, I have another question in the chat room i got to ask you before I let you go. Sure. Um, have you considered DD animation? I don't know what that means. DD animation? Yeah. Hmm, you know what yeah, I'm not really sure what that is. Not sure. Me neither. I'm not sure either. Um, uh, maybe maybe, uh, maybe it's 2D. Digital? 2D? Not sure. Maybe that's what that is. Well, there are 2Ds, so maybe that's a fancy way of saying 2D is by typing 2D. Yeah, that's probably what that means. Okay. Um, all right, so what's the last question, okay? All right. Um, what's the most embar- embarrassing song on your iPod? Most embarrassing song on my iPod is the Candyman 
Sung by Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> That's I love a pretty that good one. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what the Big Ponds is? What is it? It's Tiny Dancer by Elton John. Oh, I like that song too. Yeah, uh huh. That's what that's what he told us when he was on the show. So. Oh, okay. Um, so, but I like, yeah, I like yours too. That's a good one. That's a really good one. So, all right, Pat. Well, it's been so great having you on the show. Um, like everyone you can find Pat and his um, his animations, his uh, the the sneak peek to join the Navy, and the last episode of Hey Shipwreck. Uh, his website, which is tubedaze.com, and order the DVD and put it in your your um, significant other's um, stocking, your spouse's stocking, or send it in a care package to Iraq, Afghanistan, wherever he or she may be. So, all right, Pat, any parting words before you go? Yeah, can I give a shout out to my friend Jen out in Idaho? Hi, Jen. Yes. Hi, Jen. How's it going? Thank you for listening. <laughs> And that's it. Yeah, thanks, thanks everyone for the support. Um, and I will be making these cartoons as as long as I can. Well, we love we love watching them, Pat. Thank you for everything you do for me and your support of the show here. And I know you're going to come back. I, we've everyone we've invited Pat to come back and do a guest host spot with um, Julie Negron, creator of Jenny's Spouse, so you guys can totally. look at that in the future. Well, I'm, I'm, to- I'm so excited about that. Uh, I think I was telling you on the phone that I was on Julie Negron's Facebook page, and she's got all these pictures with, like, all these cartoonists that I grew up, like, idolizing, and I think it's just awesome, and I, yeah, I will, just tell me when I will be the guest host for, for Jenny's spouse, and I will be there. All right, cool. Well, that's, we're going to try and get her in January, so I'll let cool. you know when we've got the date, so. All right, Pat, well, I'll talk to you on the Internet and on the via email, and um, thank you for everything you do for us. And, and um, if I don't talk to you before Christmas, have a great Christmas. Oh, you do the same. All right, take care. Okay, bye, Wendy. Bye, Pat. All right, everybody, you've been listening to Navy Wife Radio and Military Life Radio. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, um, we're going to recap a little bit of my week, and then um, Jenny, uh, I'm sorry, Terry Barnes from Stars and Stripes is going to join us. So hang out. We've got about another 20 minutes left in the show, a lot to talk about. Um, if you're living overseas or you're going to spend your holidays away from your spouse, we've got some um, some tips for you to help the time go by quicker. So hang out with us. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio and Military Life Radio. Hi, this is Pat Rabby, the creator of Hey Shipwreck and Join the Navy, the cartoon. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio on MilitaryLifeRadio.com. USAA salutes military spouses for your service and sacrifice on the home front. Whether it's preparing for deployment, having a baby, or making that next PCS move, we'll help you navigate through all the stages of military life. We've served families like yours for more than 84 years, and we can help you achieve your financial goals. Log on to USAA.com for a free financial assessment, or call USAA's Financial Advice Center at 877-806-5033 for advice on everything from credit cards to life insurance. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. Financial advice provided by USAA Financial Advisors Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer. Log on to USAA.com 
or call us toll-free 1-877-806-5033. USAA, we know what it means to serve. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Military Life Radio and Navy Wife Radio. And Pat Rabbi was just here. Thanks, Pat. He's always awesome. And um, just like I was saying, the exodus, you know, um, from the chat room, everyone's like, okay, Pat's gone. We're out of here. But if you're still hanging out or you're listening and you're just not in the chat room, um, don't go anywhere. We've got a lot of show left, and we want you to hang out with us. And um, just so you know, Tube Days, T-U-B-E-D-A-Z-E.com is where you can find Pat. And, you know, just like this show, it's really a labor of love. He nor I get paid for doing this. And if you can, you know, if you can be a little generous this holiday season and support him and get his DVD or just make a donation uh, to support his efforts and let him know that you really do enjoy watching his cartoons and they make you laugh and make you really, you know, it's a little bit of a stress relief for you. I encourage you to get over there and, and order the DVD, and he'll even autograph them for you. And it's TubeDays.com. That's where you can find him. So be sure to check that out and order your DVDs of Hey Shipwreck. Okay, so until we have um, Terry on the line, she'll be joining us shortly, um, I thought I would just share a couple things about Stars and Stripes. If you're not familiar with the Stars and Stripes newspaper, um, it's something that's been around for a really, really long time. And um, if you're living, if you're a military family and you live overseas, you can read the Spouse Calls blog in print, it comes out every Sunday in the in that Stars and Stripes edition. And this year, Stars and Stripes has added a weekly U.S. version. And it comes up, it appears in the Fredericksburg VA Freelance Star. Um, and the content is available to others who request it. So all you've got to do is just request it and you'll get it. So um, you can contact your your local um, military, you know, if you're living in a military town, you can contact your local paper and ask if they're interested in seeing the best of Stars and Stripes section in their paper. And what will happen is they'll have a whole section that comes from Stars and Stripes, and in there will be included uh, Terry Barnes's column called Spouse Calls, which I think that's really cool. So if you have no idea what we're talking about, and you really want a spouse column in your local paper, your military paper, all you got to do is call the editor and say, can you request the weekly best of Stars and Stripes section? And usually editors, they're really always looking for good content because that just means they can borrow it and they don't have to write a story. Um, uh, and just like an interesting note about the Stars and Stripes, it's been around since the Civil War. And this is the first time since that era that Stars and Stripes has been available in print on U.S. soil. So we definitely want to support that because, like, we know with most things that if we don't support it, it will go away. So contact your local base editor and tell them you like the weekly best of uh, Stars and Stripes. And when you do that, you'll get on the spouse column written by Terry Barnes. It's called Spouse Calls, which is very cool. So, um we're going to take another quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to have Terry on the line. She's sweet enough to call in from Germany. Isn't that nice? I have no idea what time of night or day it is there, but she's going to join us. And we're going to talk about what's it like to spend the holidays overseas and her ideas for keeping in touch with your spouse um, while he's deployed while you're overseas. So if, you'll be, if you will just hang out with us a little bit longer, we'll be right back. You're listening to 
Military Life Radio and Navy Life Radio. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Pat Rabby, the creator of Hey Shipwreck and Join the Navy, the cartoon. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio on MilitaryLifeRadio.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio on Military Life Radio. And sorry, I was just answering a message on Twitter. If you're listening to us on Twitter, I think I'll just post a message because I've had a couple people say, are you still on the air? And the answer is, yes, we are. And um, so if you're coming over from Twitter, we really appreciate you supporting the show and joining us. Um, You can call us tonight at 646-652-4629 if you have a question or comment for Terry. We would love to take your call. And so without further ado, let me just see. Hopefully she's on the line because, you know, she is calling from across the pond. Um, Terry, are you there? I am here. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks a lot. I appreciate you having me on again. Oh, no problem. We're happy to have you back. Okay, so I could have Googled this, but I didn't. What time is it over there? It's uh, 10 till 5. In so the I just morning. had to get up a little early this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for waking up early for us. We really do appreciate it. It's very sweet for you to call in this this so early in the morning. Oh, sure. Well, this was easy. Last time I think you were on Eastern Time, and I was... I don't, it, it seems like it was like 3 in the morning or something. I think it was a little bit earlier <laughs> somehow. Yeah, we used to do our show an hour earlier. And, oh, that's uh, why. And so yeah. now we're an hour later, and, and we go a little bit longer now. So. Oh, okay. okay. So this works better. <laughs> yes, this is better. <laughs> this is not talking in my sleep. This is just waking up early, so it's not so bad. <laughs> not so bad. Wow. Well, um, can you tell our listeners just a little bit about about your background, and then we'll we'll dive into our topic for tonight. Oh, sure. Well, I'm I've been a military wife for about twenty, close to twenty five years now. Before that, I was a military kid, um, both Air Force. I grew up in the Air Force, and my husband is Air Force. Um, let's see, we've lived all over several states, and this is our we're on our fourth overseas assignment. So really? got some experience there, yes, and and uh, probably four four or five deployments, five if you count Desert Storm because we've been around for a really long time. So <laughs> we, my husband was deployed briefly during Desert Storm, and then then we've done four since 2001. So got some overseas experience, got some deployment experience. I have three children; they're all teenagers now. And the oldest one is now in college. In fact, I'm so excited. Monday he came home for for Christmas. So this is our first empty or I have a nest experience, oh, not empty nest because goodness. I have two at home. Right. So, so yeah, with, he, he's in college in Texas and we're in we're in Germany. So, it's uh, it, this, um, I'm learning new things even at 25 years of of military life. There's something new to learn all the time. <laughs> and now it's now it's having a child out of the nest. So, very interesting. Um, let's see. I'm not sure if I'm covering. You know, it is 10 to 5, so I'm not sure if I'm covering the background <laughs> that you want me to cover. Um, well, I've no. Having, I mean, I think that's important to share that your, you know, your background and your experience, and that you have a a, a college student that's away now, because that must be hard. Um, yeah, it it is. Except that I know that he's in the place that he needs to be, and he's doing well, and and we're able to. I mean, the the, the magic of email and Skype and all those things, we're able to see him and talk to him regularly, and so it's. I really was very apprehensive about it. And it has not been as bad as I was afraid it would be. 
but just the same, I'm really going to be happy that he'll be home pretty soon. <laughs> wow. Well, I'll have to, I mean, I still have a few years until Christian goes off to school, but I yes. know when that happens, I'm going to be a bit of a basket case. So yes. Like... Well, I expected it, but if, you know, when you're prepared, you know, you think when they're, when they're first born, you look at them and think, how can I ever, ever send them off anywhere? But, you know, you're prepared one day at a time, and when you get to that point, you're much more ready than you think you're going to be, you know, and they're ready, so. So it's it's not as terrible as it sounds, really. Okay, I'm going to stand on that. <laughs> All right, so where are you in Germany? We live at um, at Stuttgart, Germany, or near Stuttgart. Where my husband is assigned to Africa Command, which is part of what's connected to the um, garrison at Stuttgart. At least it's located at the garrison at Stuttgart. It's a separate command, and so we live in a, in one of the bases or one. See, I'm still in the Air Force. It's a post. We live on an Army post <laughs> near Stuttgart. So that's where we are now. We, this is, like I said, this is our fourth overseas assignment. We were previously at Ramstein Air, Air Base in Germany. Um, our immediately last assignment, that's where I was last time I talked to you, was at Ramstein. Okay, that's, okay I think I remember that. Yes, that's right. And we just moved this summer, so we're going through the move, the transition, the whole, the whole kind of thing. This year, even though we're still in the same country, it's not, it's still a move. So, um, And we previously were stationed overseas in Japan, and even boy, before that, we were in Guam. So, Okay. All right. That, those are my next two questions. Like, where else have you been? Yeah. Wow. That, okay. So how much longer will you be in Germany? A couple more years, we think. And I'll have another high school graduate when we leave here. So okay. we're, we're, the plan is to stay here so that she can graduate at this, at this high school. So. Our, our family rule seems to be two high schools for everybody. So, so far that's that's holding true. This is her second high school, and then uh, my our oldest went to two high schools, and the youngest probably will too. So, okay. So we're All here right. For a okay. Years. Well, um, for for listeners that aren't really familiar with Stars and Stripes or Spouse Calls, or they're getting ready to maybe PCS overseas and wondering, yeah. you know, um, what's it like to live over there. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do for Stars and Stripes? Oh, of course. Yeah. I write a weekly column for uh, for and about military spouses, and, and I'll sometimes also with their input, I take letters and suggestions and questions and all kinds of things. Every I love that about time. your blog. That's kind of cool that you do that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I really enjoy the feedback, and you know, the more the better. So anybody who wants to write me, my address is spousecalls at stripes.com. And you can send in questions or just ideas for the column. But I write every week just about something that, that I think is, is interesting to me that I hope is interesting to other spouses also. And it appears in print in Stars and Stripes, which is distributed to pretty much every military base where there there is American military stationed around the world. It appears in print. And then it's also online at, at stripes.com, the same column. And then I also, um, separately but interrelated, I maintain the blog. For, um, which is also called Spouse Calls, and it's you can find it at stripes.com if you look for blogs. And it has usually complementary content. Sometimes things that are not in the column will be in the blog. It's usually additional information. If I, if I can't fit it within the 600 words that is my column every week, then I'll, I'll add additional information and put that at the end of the story, you know, for more information or, or pertinent links to other sites that, you know, that can help you with this, whatever the, the – uh, subject is that week, then I post that on the blog. And then, of course, on the blog, it operates like any other blog, anyone can log in and add their own comments and put, add their own content, and, and they do. So, 
So that's it's the column and the blog. They're interrelated, but they're two different things, and they're available to anybody who wants to, who has a computer or can get the newspaper at their base. And you know, and that's pretty um, much what I do. <laughs> Sorry, I'm taking a sip of tea. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying. I, I made myself some hot coke because it's actually really cold here. I don't know what it's like there. Is yeah, it, well, is it, it is. Ooh. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, I went ahead and I posted the blog um, address. I and, saw uh, that. Thank you. Okay. okay. I'm going to take another sip here because my voice seems to be going. Yeah, I appreciate that because I I had I looked at your site and saw it, and I never have my blog address memorized because it seems kind of long. So I'm, I appreciate you having that link on your site, then people can go there and click on it. <laughs> oh, no problem. I'm happy to to share what you're doing over there, and sharing you know what you're doing for spouses that are overseas in Germany, and you know stars and stripes from the Kyrgyz in Afghanistan. I would read that edition as well. I guess yes, that's Middle right. East edition or whatever. And um, I know they just had the holiday messages for the troops, and there's all kinds of things that you can find. So even if you think that, you know, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is if your spouse is deployed to um, Afghanistan or Iraq and you've never gone on to Stars and Stripes, you really should because you can read some of the same news. And you can. That's right. It's it's a really just neat way to kind of connect into that world, which is kind of hard for us to do when they're gone like that. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. So, okay, well, switching gears just a little bit. I'm curious, what is, you know, talking about living life in Germany and overseas, what's the best advice you've ever received about adjusting to life so far from home? Well, when we got orders to Germany, and it was coming up, and it was going to be our third overseas assignment, so, you know, I thought I knew everything. But a friend who had been stationed over here before said to me and to my children, she said, you're going to love it, but for the first three months, you're going to hate it. And I just thought, you know, I had been overseas before, and, and I didn't believe her because I was so excited about finally getting orders to Europe. I had been to Guam, and I'd been to Japan, and, yeah, they were kind of tough. But now I knew I was going to love every minute because I just couldn't wait to get to Europe. But I found out when I got here that my friend was really, she was right on target, and I was really happy she had said it in front of my children because no matter how much you will eventually love a place, there is an adjustment period that you just have to get through. And for overseas assignments, this is especially true because every little thing, even the simple things like getting your telephone, are just different and more difficult when you're not in your own country. I mean, getting a driver's license and setting up utilities, when you, especially when you're not on base, all those things. One day I got so frustrated after we had been in, at Ramstein for, I don't know, a month or so, and maybe not even that long. I was just so frustrated just trying to get to the mail on base because my husband had been picking up the mail. Well, the mail doesn't come to your house when you're on base or on post. You have to go get it delivered, and you have to go pick it up at the at the post office. And I couldn't even find the post office on base. And I just thought, how will I ever manage when I have to drive off base? And so I found myself <laughs> pounding the steering wheel and just going, why is everything so hard? Because my kids were looking at me like I was nuts. But but that's just how it, it feels that way at first. Just every little thing is difficult. And I remembered my friend's advice so many times, I would just think, okay, it's just, a, it's just good to know that because if you can give yourself that permission not to love it from day one, if you know that it's all part of the transition, it just gives you breathing room to say, okay, this too shall pass. I will not feel this way forever, and this is going to be a wonderful assignment. I just have to get through this early transition. So that was, to me, that was just good advice, even though I had been through it before. I just... I just needed to know that, that that it was going to take transition. No matter how much you're going to love it in the future, 
you probably won't love it right off because there's just a lot to getting established when you move to a new country. And, you know, that could be said, too, for just PCSing in general. Cause you That's find, true. Just like where's your – you get used to all your favorite places that you go to. Yes. And you, don't, you have to figure all new favorite things again, which is kind yes. of adventurous, but it's kind of a hassle. Like, okay, now we have to find a new Chinese food place that we really like. Or <laughs> That's right. A new babysitter oh, or a new – right. A place to have your hair done and things. Exactly. Oh, that's things a like big that. one. A place I know. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> yeah, I think I wrote a blog post about that, about missing my hairdresser when I PCS. <laughs> it's a big deal. It really is. And when, But when we moved overseas the first time, of course, I hadn't received that advice. It was only our second assignment. It was 16, 17 years ago. And I was, I really was so lonely and unhappy. We had moved from Texas, which is where I was 80 miles from my, from my mom, and we had our first baby there. Then we moved to Guam, which is in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and it was hard on a lot of levels. There was, there was just so many things going on in Guam then. But, but I didn't want to be one of those wives who complained that were homesick, and so I just didn't, I, I didn't even want to admit to myself that I was unhappy or having a hard time. And I didn't even tell my husband how I felt, and, I, and of course, that was a mistake. So several years later, when we moved to Japan, I was sure I didn't want to live in Japan. For some reason, I didn't want that. And so, But being a few years older and wiser, I did say to my husband then, I need to tell you that I may not love this assignment. And I told him, I will not go around complaining to other people. I'll try to have a good attitude for the kids. But I need to know that I can complain to you if I need to. And he said, well, of course you can. Like he thought I might be a little crazy. But but that made a huge difference in the way that I looked at the assignment because I had given myself permission not to like it if I didn't want to, and I had that breathing room to adjust. But I ended up really enjoying our time in Japan. But I had, had just given myself that permission, you know, that it's okay if I don't love it, but I'm going to make the best of it, but I've got to have an outlet to say to somebody, I don't love this right now. <laughs> so you wouldn't have thought that I would need that advice from my friend when we moved to Germany just a few years ago. But I really did because I wanted to move to Germany, so I was convinced it was going to be wonderful. And her wise words kept me from giving up when it wasn't wonderful the minute I stepped off the plane or even a month or two after that. It gave me hope for the future, and I knew that she had walked where I walked, and it was going to be better. So to me, that was just terrific advice about moving overseas. Yeah, I love that. I think that's very um, insightful. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. the simplest things are the most helpful, and you would think, oh, well, that's a real simple thing. But really, like you said, when when things aren't looking well and and aren't aren't looking great and you're wondering, what have I gotten myself into? It's like, okay. Exactly. (laughs) That's funny. Okay, so what advice would you have um, for someone that might be listening to the show right now who is living far from family and will spend this Christmas with their spouse deployed and they're feeling oh. a little homesick or down? Yeah, either or, either you, when you're overseas or your spouse is deployed or sometimes you're in the same, the both situations at the same time. I did that a couple of years ago. Well, first of all, I hope that, that we as military spouses are sensitive to our friends and neighbors with deployed spouses or, or families who are new in our neighborhood and that, that we're reaching out and including them that if we're on the outside looking in this situation, that we're, we're reaching out to people like that. But if, if you find yourself in that lonely situation, there, there are several ways to get through the holiday. There, sometimes holidays are just not as perfect as you wish they could be, but, but there are ways to get through it, whether you're far away or if your spouse is away on deployment or, like I said, maybe both. One of those things is to um, keep up the traditions that are important to you. 
when Christmas doesn't feel right, it can be tempting just to withdraw or skip it altogether. And it's important not to give in to that. Go ahead and get out the decorations, at least some of them. If you normally bake a certain kind of cookie or go look at Christmas lights, try to do that, even if you don't feel very festive about it at first. Sometimes just doing it will help you refocus and get out of the dumps. And if you have children, this is especially important. And if you can get going with them, their enthusiasm will be contagious to you. But if, but so I tell parents that your attitude about a situation, whether it's a move or a holiday or a deployment, is key to your children. Because if they see that you can make it, they know they can make it. So that's especially important if you have children. But even for yourself, if it's just you and you're overseas and your husband's deployed, still try to do some of those those things that that help you get through Christmas. Don't don't give in to that urge just to skip it. But if you yeah, I agree. I agree yeah. with that. And you know, I think the part that you made about, you know, if you are showing your kids that you're okay, you know, even though yeah. it might be hard, you you do your best to celebrate just like you would for your kids. Um, there yeah. was a, a little study that came out. I read on the New York Times a a, a story about, you know. <laughs> Stating the obvious, you know, kind of like our military kids um, are stressed. I don't know yes. if you've seen oh, it, yes. but um, it's sort of like stating the obvious. But they said one of the key things is um, their stress level was really um, dependent on the stress level of their parents. Yes. So if absolutely. you're a lot more stressed as a parent, chances are your kids are, and you can tell how you're handling a deployment based on how your kids are. How your kids are. <laughs> so if they're if they're really having trouble, chances are you really are showing that, and um, there's things that you can do to kind of catch yourself um, and switch your direction. Right, and there, I mean, there will be times, especially through a holiday, you will not feel okay, and you can again give yourself permission. It's not going to be a great situation every day, but but it's a plow through kind of thing. You know, if you're if you're experiencing depression to a to a certain degree, then you know maybe you need to go get treatment or, or, or talk to a professional. But in terms of just, you know, you're going to feel down the dump sometimes over the holidays when your spouse is away or just when you're overseas. But it's just it's good to just push through that and go ahead and reach out and do the things that you would usually do, and sometimes that will just help lift you lift you out of it. But I do, I do want to say, especially to, to um, spouses or wives whose husbands are deployed, don't overdo at the holidays. Don't overcompensate. Um, you might want to abbreviate or simplify some of the parts of your celebration. You can work yourself to death by trying to do what you and your husband would do together if he were home. You know, if your spouse is the one who hangs all the lights or oh, that's or a if good he, point. Yeah, if he addresses the Christmas cards or, you know, the world will not fall apart if those things just don't get done this year. Focus on the things that, that you and your children, if you have children, need to feel festive and to, to get in the spirit of the holiday, but don't, you know, don't overdo. Your friends will understand, you know, if you, if you send Valentine cards or... Or the neighbors will understand if you don't have your lights up. Maybe a neighbor will volunteer to put your lights up, but um, don't skip all. Or maybe of just put lights in the bushes. I did that. That's right. That's easier. Get those net lights and just throw them over the bushes. Exactly. <laughs> when Craig was gone um, for Christmas on his IA, that's what I did. We just put uh, we just put lights on the bushes. We didn't hang lights from the yeah. house because I wasn't going to get up there and. There just wasn't. Oh. Enough. I mean, you only have so much time. It's like okay, I have like an hour to do Christmas lights. Exactly. Okay, so you have well, to do what you have time. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. absolutely right. And so it's 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 good not to skip everything, but don't overdo and, and trim back if you need to. Do focus on what's essential, on the true meaning of Christmas, and how you celebrate it as a family, and the things that make it really meaningful, and trim away some of the other things. Now, 
Another thing I know a lot of military families do at the holidays, especially overseas, excuse me, is to get together with friends. That's been a really big thing for us in every overseas assignment. And I think a a strong circle of friends is just one of the most important things any military family should have. Now, if you've just moved and you don't have friends yet, sometimes that moving cycle hits you at a bad time. (laughs) Or if none of your friends are available, there's always volunteering. You can serve meals at the chow hall or think about delivering gifts or treats at at the hospital. I mean, at at some some on-base, I mean, overseas locations, you know, there's a a clinic or military hospital nearby. Um, At the holidays, there really are usually a lot of opportunities to volunteer and reach out. And just getting out, not not sitting at home with your doors closed, if you, if you just don't have anyone to spend the holiday with, it's just a good time to reach out because there are people out there who would appreciate your helping hand. Now, if you have small children and you just can't get out and do those things, just keep doing those, those festive things at home, that focus on the season type things that, that just keep you going. Don't give in to that temptation just to skip Christmas altogether. So that's, yeah, that's, I, that would be my I advice. I agree with that. I, I just don't think that, um, <laughs> you know, I had a comment from a spouse. I'm curious your take on this. You know, mm-hmm. she wasn't going to put up Christmas decorations or anything because she just felt like her spouse was in a place where he couldn't really celebrate Christmas. He was deployed. Yeah. Um, and thought, how can I celebrate when he can't? And just right. really thought, I'm not going to do, you know, um, I, I'm just, I can't, you know, I'll feel guilty. So, you know, yeah. kind of what she was saying. And um, I'm just wondering, what do you say to spouses that feel that way? Mm. Well, that's tough because I think everyone has to deal with that kind of situation in the way that is best for them. Um, and if she, if, I, I mean, I can understand not having the whole full-out celebration. I hope she was, because Christmas is very essential to me and my faith. I I couldn't skip it either, any more than I could skip one of my children's birthdays because my husband's not home. You know, it's still it's still going to happen. It's still an important event in our, in our lives. But I, I can understand not wanting to do everything. Like one of my husband's favorite things is, is clam chowder on Christmas Eve. You know, now he, my husband, wants us to have it and freeze some and save it. And when he comes home, then he has his clam chowder that we had on Christmas <laughs> Eve. That's what he likes for me to do. And, you know, my husband would be unhappy if I were not celebrating Christmas with our children at home. And so maybe maybe her husband feels more that empathy with her because she is, you know, she's suffering along with him. So if that if that works for them, I, I think that'd be more difficult if you have children to to say, okay, I'm not going to celebrate. I know families who do just the opposite; they put up the tree and they don't take it down until their husband comes home, even if that's July. You know, so I think I've you heard just of have that to, too. And I could I could not do that. I would go crazy in my tree. Yeah, that's that a lot of. Um, <laughs> I've heard of you know they they reenact you know like they'll put it all up before he comes home. I think yes. you know my advice to her was just you know um, to talk to her husband about it. And yeah. I and I thought, you know, basically when they're gone, they want you to take care of yourself, they and do. they want you to be happy, and that's whatever right. that's going to be, then that's what you should do. So if yeah. you know your husband wouldn't want you, um, sk- you know, doing without or skipping Christmas, if you really know that he wouldn't want you to, then don't don't, um, you know, um, you want to take care of yourself and do. And still celebrate. It doesn't mean you love him any less, right? Or anything. And hopefully you'll get to do Skype or you'll get to do um, a phone call on Christmas Day, where you can still have that conversation and still enjoy a piece of the day together. Or if it's the day before, or a couple of days after, whenever the phone call can come, um, you know, you yeah. just treat it like that day. 
You know, that's yeah. I mean, we've celebrated, you know, all kinds of holidays a day or two or a month before. Yes. Or after. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Depending on what it was. So I just think you can't get hung up on, on those kind of little things. You just kind of do it the best you can and enjoy it the best you can and um, and just take a deep breath and then go on to the next thing. And Yeah. And I think especially if you have children, they really need to see that your life is going on that during a deployment. And, and if you skip something as major to your kids as Christmas, I think that would be that, that would be more upsetting to them than and helpful. So right. I think um you know having lived overseas too I think that you know traditionally what we think of is people are more connected when you live overseas because you yes, don't have families so you're really more connected. <clears throat> and um I would just say that the spouse that's maybe just PCS and maybe their spouse is just deployed or is mm-hmm. in training or whatever and you haven't had time to really make your connection, sort of like what you said, you've got to give yes. it some time and yes. realize that you are you you will connect into a group of friends and maybe that means, you know, going to um you know, places that you can meet spouses, like going to the right. gym or going to church or going um to the, you know, the club for lunch and seeing other spouses if they're there and kind of connect and um, you know I remember being on the soccer fields and seeing someone who had um, my husband's boat on there you know SSN oh yeah oh you know 734 or whatever and I was like I spotted her from across the field and went and <laughs> and I was like is your husband on the swimming seat yes he is this was before we PCS here and, um, yeah so you know I mean if you see like a Something that looks like familiar. That's <laughs> you right. Can, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Just yeah. introduce yourself. And I know when you're a new spouse, especially when you PCS, that shy factor kicks in, and you just think, "I don't want to say anything," but really, say something. You won't regret it. Yes. Or you're going through that pain of having left friends, and you're in that mode of, "Okay, I don't want to make any friends because I know I'm going to have to leave them again." And that usually lasts a, a week or two with me. And then, but then it is. I think we become, as military spouses, very adept at, like you said, spotting that woman from across the field. You just, you just know when you meet someone. Okay, you see someone. That's a connection that I need to make. And we don't waste much time. I think as spouses, we meet people, and we're we can be friends within hours. I find that to be true everywhere I go. <laughs> That's true. I do agree with that. Um, all right. So my next question is for you. What's the best gift you can give yourself for Christmas when you're living overseas? Hmm. Well, first, I think just enjoy your family. I mean, you can be as close to your family, I mean, especially if your husband's not deployed, but think about all the people back in the States who are rushing from relative to relative, going to Thanksgiving dinner at Aunt Mabel's and then back at Mom's, and some of them would love to trade places with us and just be able to spend Thanksgiving at home or Christmas at home and do exactly what we want to do, talk to our parents on the phone, you know. One year I was talking to my mom on the phone on Thanksgiving Day. It was when we were at Ramstein a couple years ago. And she was talking about all the family who were at her house that day. And I said, oh, I wish I could be there. And she just laughed. And she said, no, you don't, honey. Think of all the stress you're missing. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so-and-so has an argument with so-and-so, and someone gets mad, and, you know, it's a big family, and there's always something. Or you can't spend more time at... Your parents' house compared to his parents' house, yes. be equal and yeah. And our, our families live in separate states, but I know there are people who have to do that if they're mm-hmm. at home for the holidays. They have to run from one parent to the other because they're only an hour or two away or less, you know. So some years I do get to be at home, but when I'm not, I just enjoy 
the peace and quiet of being where we where we are and having that freedom to to have Thanksgiving meal with with friends. Um, but speaking of that, and another wonderful gift you can give yourself as a military spouse, or really any time, not just in the holidays, but any time, is friendship. And that sounds really simplistic, but it's just what you and I were talking about. This really requires effort on your part to give yourself friends, just like the effort to go and choose and mail the Christmas gifts to your family. You might really have to be intentional and make an effort to go out and make friends when you move to a new place. And sometimes, especially for those of us who are moms, we get so caught up in getting our homes in order and our children adjusted and plugged into school and activities, and we forget to plug ourselves in, like you were talking about going to church or or joining clubs and, and meeting people on our own level. It's important to get the children settled, but we also need to think about cultivating our own friendships. Now, sometimes these happen as a part of the natural, the, the kids' adjustment. We meet other parents at sports practice, just like you said, or, or PTO. And if that happens and those turn out to be good friends, that's terrific. But there's nothing wrong with giving attention to your own friendships, and we really do need to do that. When, when we don't have family nearby, we do get by with a little help from our friends. In a lot of situations, when, when you need a babysitter at the last minute um, or you need a ride when the car is being fixed or when everyone's sick, we all need a friend who can step in, someone you can call in the middle of the night. Um, a couple of years ago, when I first started writing this column, I got an email from a young woman. She was stationed overseas, and she had recently had a baby, and the baby was a preemie, so it had to spend time in the hospital even after she came home. And, and the baby was the youngest of her four children, all under like eight or ten years old. Oh and she God. wrote me because she was in desperate need. She didn't know where to turn for help. She had no one to babysit her children. She was having trouble just getting to the commissary to get groceries. And she needed she needed a babysitter because she needed to go to the hospital to spend time with the baby who had not been released yet. And I asked her, we started an email conversation, I asked her if she had friends who could help. And she said, well, our family is really important to us, and that's really how we spend all of our time, and we don't get out to meet people very much. And so I asked her how long she had been at, at her assignment in Germany. And I was totally stunned when she said, two years. Two years, oh, and my. she did not... She did not have a friend to bring her a casserole when she had a baby. Now, maybe that didn't matter to her when she didn't need friends and her, you know, her, she was focused on her family and everything was great. Right. But when, she, when it came to the crunch, then a friendship, a friendship is important. Um, my family is important Absolutely. to me, too, and I do spend a lot of time with my family. But because of that, friends are important, too. It's not just a luxury to me. I mean, it's wonderful to have friends. And sometimes we think of it as moms as well as extra, you know, maybe, you know, Maybe we don't have time to go out and make our own friends. But it's not a luxury. It's a basic need. And cultivating friendship is important for your mental well-being and, and as well as, you know, you don't just make friends just so you have somebody to drive you to someplace if your car breaks down. But, <laughs> right. but that's part take. of it. Yeah. That's part yeah. of what we do for each other. When you're, when you're in Germany and you can't call your mom and say, hey, Mom, I, I've got a doctor's appointment. I, I need a babysitter. You have friends who can do that for you. So like, like you were just saying a few minutes ago, find something you enjoy doing. Once you get your kids plugged in, wherever you've moved to, then when you get yourself plugged in, you will meet people with whom you have something in common, whether it's Bible study. For me, it's Bible study, and that's usually where I make my closest friends, or if it's the Quilt Guild, or if it's volunteering at the Red Cross, or, or maybe you have a job and so you meet people at work. But if you don't, find something, find a place where you can make friends. And many of my friends are also the parents of my children's friends. You know, you do meet people through your kids, and that tends to be a very strong bond also. But just it's very important to give yourself that gift of friends because at the holidays, that's who you get together with if you're overseas. That's been the case for us. 
that's who we spend our holidays with when we're overseas. And when my husband was deployed two years ago, he was gone from September until, oh, gosh, when did he come? Oh, April. So he missed all the holidays. And so we did Thanksgiving with friends and Christmas. We just celebrated with friends, and it got me through. It had it was something for me to look forward to. I didn't know we were just going to be just me and the kids Thanksgiving Day. And so it, it just made just made all the difference having friends, and they just get you through a lot of things, as you well know. Well, I love that advice. You've got to make it a priority, and you've got to make you do. it. And it's not a, it's not just a luxury item. It's a necessity. I like that. Mm-hmm. You said that. Mm-hmm, definitely. We can all learn from that and really invest some more time in our friendships because they're important, and um, it's important to let the people in your life that uh, you're close to how important they are to you. Yeah, that is really true. Really, especially this time of year. So, Okay, I have a few more questions before we run out of time. Oh, okay. Let's see if we can get to them. I know time goes by so fast. It does. <laughs> I know. Uh, um, okay, so um, what? let's just kind of switch gears a little bit and maybe share a funny story or so. What was your most uh, – what's your worst overseas holiday experience? Mm, well, that was – Definitely, that would be our, our first holiday overseas and our first overseas assignment. It was Thanksgiving. We had just moved to Guam. It's, this is not really a horror story, but it's, it stands out in my mind just probably because it was the first holiday overseas. And like I said, we had just moved from being really close to home. And there was a hurricane that, or a typhoon, and <laughs> that part of the world is a typhoon, had oh knocked, out, yeah. knocked out power to the island the week before. And anybody who's lived in Guam knows this. The holidays fall in, in typhoon season, and you just... That's just the way it is. But this was my first time, and I didn't know that. I was like, typhoon at Thanksgiving, how can this happen? So it knocked out the power the week before Thanksgiving, and it it was partially restored that next week, but we just had a few hours of power each day. And I don't know if you're like me, but I cook a little a little bit every day the week of Thanksgiving. You know, do the pies one day, and right. and I was just, I'm totally knocked out of my, my usual schedule. So to me, this was just horrible. And we had invited, speaking of friends, even though we had just moved there, we had invited about 20 people over to our house for Thanksgiving Day. And so there I was, you know, on Tuesday of that week when we had two hours of power and, and not really much hope that we were going to get much power that whole week. With I had a, a huge raw turkey and 20 people coming on Thursday. <laughs> so I was panicked. And, well, in the end, I we cooked the turkey at the chapel with, because the chapel had emergency power and other things we cooked at home during the few hours of power that we would have during the week. And eventually we got everything done, yeah. Excuse me. I mean, I panicked probably for no reason, but it was just one of those things. What do you mean the power's not going to be on all day long every day? It was just one of those. Yeah, uh, why? Let's get this fixed. Yeah, what's what's up with that? So, so we we got everything cooked. Of course, then it was in the refrigerator, and so on Thanksgiving Day we had to microwave everything to warm it up again. But the power was on that day. I was so happy. It was supposed to. It was due to be on on all day that day because they had gotten it fixed enough that they would. They sort of rationed power that week is what happened. So Thanksgiving Day, they said, okay, the power's going to be on until 4 o'clock. So, so we had our dinner. We microwaved everything. But when we carved the turkey, because I had cooked it, maybe cooked it on Wednesday at the chapel, because everyone was cooking their turkeys at the chapel, so you had to get a schedule, you know, get, <laughs> get your appointment to get your turkey in the oven. And so I cooked it on Wednesday, put it in the fridge. And, of course, when the power was off, we kept the fridge closed, so everything stayed cold. But when we carved the turkey on Thanksgiving, it was still partially raw inside. Oh, <laughs> and so, no. so we so we went ahead and we we carved it and then we microwaved it until it was done. So it was like two <laughs> leather. You guys are so ingenious. Yes, <laughs> resourceful. Now, yeah, it was the the. 
the meat was pretty tough, but but that whole experience just made me thankful. I mean, normally carving into a raw turkey when you have a house full of guests would be a Thanksgiving crisis, but after everything that had gone on that week, that it didn't even faze me. If someone else was helping me, I'd said, oh, just put it in the microwave. We'll microwave it. I was just thankful that we had most of the food done and the electricity to nuke the turkey at all. And so I was actually ended up being thankful. I started out focusing and fretting over what we didn't have and ended up being thankful for what I normally would have taken completely for granted, uh, like electricity all day long, you know, every day. <laughs> so oh so that was goodness. that was uh, it was traumatic for me as at that time, a young wife and, and mom and having my first my first Thanksgiving overseas, inviting a bunch of people and then not being able to cook. It was but it wasn't traumatic outside my brain it probably wasn't that traumatic but it was a good experience because i i think i learned a lot from that and we've had much better holidays since then overseas so <laughs> oh, i like that story because there'll be there'll be stories this christmas of things that happen you know as we're all preparing our holiday meals yeah so i hope our spouses listening will just remember your story and realize just to be thankful for what they have versus what they don't have when yes. the unexpected happens yeah that yeah, is very true. Definitely. So what's the best thing about spending the holidays overseas? Uh, well, in some ways, being overseas or, or even having your husband deployed, it, it really trims down the festivities to what's really essential. Um, like my story about Thanksgiving, I discovered what I really had to be thankful for instead of only looking at all the things I didn't have. You know, we tend to be... If, if we're wise, I think, at the holidays, we will focus on what's the real, well, why am I really celebrating this? And, you know, I don't, okay, I don't have my mom's cooking and I can't go shopping at the Bon Marche or what, you know, whatever, whatever usually adds to the Christmas season or the holiday season for you. But what is the essential? Why do I celebrate? And so we know as a family, no matter where we live, we will celebrate Christmas for the same reason, because it's Christ's birth. And to us, that's important because that's essential to our faith. So it really focuses us on what's essential and what's not, because you don't have the usual things. And every time you move, you have to to readjust what your new Christmas will be like. But there are some core essentials that are always the same. But another really wonderful thing about spending the holidays overseas is enjoying just the the atmosphere of the place that where, wherever you live. Now today, well, it's tomorrow for you, I guess Wednesday. <laughs> I'm later on this morning for me. I'm going with some friends to a Christmas market, which is in a little village not too far away, and that has been. And anybody oh, you talk to who's wonderful. Yes. Now, when you said you were overseas, were you in Germany? I was or were you in, in Europe. Pardon? I was in Frankfurt. In Frankfurt. Okay, so you know yeah. about Christmas markets then? I yeah, I do, and I'm I, I keep telling Craig, I'm like, isn't there a Navy base? back there <laughs> or or maybe UCOM or AFRICOM or Africom. something. Our, na- our neighbors right across the hall are Navy, so I know are there they? are Navy people here. Okay. Yes. I'm going to tell them that. That's right. <laughs> or maybe we can be civilians when he retires yeah, and comes. Exactly. Um, I would love to be able to come for a couple of years. Oh, yeah, we we really enjoy it, and that's something. I guess it's really all over a lot a lot of Europe. You have to find the Christmas markets, and that's just been a wonderful thing about living over here that – when the, the villages set up the outdoor market and they have all the, the holiday foods and the crafts and everything smells like roasting chestnuts and, you know, pastries and bread baking and all those things. I, I usually don't buy that much when I go except food. I just like to walk around and smell everything. <laughs> so I know when I go back to the States that I'll be missing that. You know, now I'm missing things that are in the States. When I go back home, I'll miss the Christmas markets. So that's been a wonderful thing. And I know every place you live, there's something 
special. There's a, a new tradition you can add to your to your family repertoire just to represent the places that you've lived. And so just like the, the best thing about moving around is experiencing the places, that's the best thing about spending the holidays is that you experience the holidays in, in different ways, and it all brings you back to the, the main reason that you celebrate. And those that's are great advice. I mean, really. Um, you just have to embrace where you're at, and um, yeah, I have to say I'm a little bit jealous that you're that you're in Germany over Christmas. I mean, that's like my favorite. Yeah, um, it's pretty wonderful. Like, like we've got to go. You know, I do have to say real quick, we're about to our show is live for a certain portion, and then we go into the after show a little bit, which is I think what's going to happen because I still need to close the show. But our live our live listeners, our our feed's going to go ahead and and um, end in a few minutes. In about 30 seconds, actually. So if you're listening to us live, I just want to take a moment and say thank you for tuning into our show tonight. I want to say thanks to Pat for joining us, and thanks to Terry for coming back on the show. And um, to catch the last five minutes or or so as we go into the after show, you can catch it about one hour after airtime because the live feed's going to turn off. But I just wanted to take a moment to say thanks to all of our live listeners. And in the the archives, it'll just play straight through. So thanks, everybody. Thank All right, Terry, you. so um, just a couple things before we sign off. Um, I know there's this uh, military spouse conference that's in uh, May there. It's yes. like the AWAG thing yes. or something. Yeah, Amer- okay. American Women's Activities in Germany. It is AWAG, and it's in April or May. Have you ever gone? I'm thinking of submitting a speaker request thing and trying to raise some money and go. Oh, that would be terrific. I have I have been to local AWAG conferences because you're, every base, or I guess some bases, if they have an active chapter, they have local conferences. But I have not been to that one. I haven't been. It, it falls at the same time as another yearly event through the chapel, and it, it just usually ends up conflicting, and so I haven't been. But I've heard it's wonderful. Have you? Okay. I want yes, to I have. I'll have. I think to they meet at Garmisch. You. Yes, they do. And I'm thinking, it's an Edelweiss, so wow. Oh, I'm thinking I would love to go. And, you know, um, you know Kathy Hightower and Holly Shearer, yes, right? Yes, okay. I do. They're, they're the authors of Help of a Military Spouse, everybody. You can find it on Amazon. Be sure yes, it's terrific a perfect book. gift for you or your male spouse girlfriend. It is, um, and that's in my column this week, actually. I'm recommending books for, for military oh, families, okay. and that's one of them. I love that book. It's a terrific. I absolutely love that yes. book. I love them. And so I'm wondering, I was going to email them and see if they're going. I'm really serious about this. I told, because last year they had it and I, I didn't plan, but now I'm yeah. six months out. So I'm thinking I might you submit could actually a do speaker that. request, or, you know, and see if uh, see if they'd have me. I tell your know. husband that's what you want for Christmas. I know. Get to Germany in April. <laughs> I'll just save all my money between now and then. No lattes for me <laughs> or anything else. <laughs> Well, I know Kathy and Holly were here in Germany, and we missed each other because I was moving and taking my son to college, and they they weren't at either of the bases where we lived. And they I can't remember where they were, but they were in Germany this past summer and did a yeah. couple of conferences at bases. But I, I don't know if they're coming back. She hasn't mentioned it. I don't know if they are either, but it would be really cool if they were. Yeah, I don't know if you are familiar with Kristen Henderson. She is a, a marine wife and also a, a writer for the Washington Post magazine, and she has written a couple of books. And one of them is called "While You're at War," or "While They're at War." I'm sorry. It's about the spouse's experience at home while the husbands are deployed. And she was a speaker at the AWAC conference a couple. Oh, let's see, probably more like four or five years ago now. That I heard about it before I moved here, and in fact, I met her before I moved to Germany the first time and heard about AWAC. 
So I know they have some terrific speakers, and and uh, everyone I've talked to who's been really enjoys those conferences. A lot of good information, just encouragement, and meeting a lot of other spouses. And well, I haven't. I've heard, her name is familiar to me, but I haven't read her book, so I'll have to look it up. Yeah, she's at kristenhenderson.com. Also, oh, all of her okay. writing, and she writes she writes a lot of um, articles. And she does. She's she's actually her husband's been deployed several times, but she has actually gone into as a reporter has gone into the war zones and has reported on women in the military wow. and, and, and different really in-depth aspects of military life and how it affects our country and how it affects us as military families. So terrific, terrific site. I will definitely have to check it out. I'll have to um, invite her on the show. She sounds like she'd be fascinating to talk to. She, oh, she would be. She would be. She's really good. Wow. All right, Terry, well, we're, uh, we're about out of time. Oh, Already, yeah, and I'm just. I'm you sorry, were thinking just twenty minutes. That's just perfect. I know. <laughs> I just talked your ear off. I've, I've got to. I've got to get up in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is fabulous, and um, I just want to tell our spouses that are listening to us in the archives now, um, they can find you over at stripes.com, and they just search, look, scroll down on blogs. Your picture's there. It's called uh, spouse calls. Spouse calls. And, um, That's I right. encourage everybody listening to head over and. Read the column. It, you don't have to live in Germany in order to read the column. You can be from anywhere in the world. That's right, and, leave, and you can uh, log on and and post your comments. And you, you do have to register to log on, but I, don't, I never use those addresses for anything unless I need to contact someone about about their blog comment. It's not used for advertising or anything. It's only for purposes of the blog. So I really I would love to have more guests and visitors come to the blog and tell me what they're thinking about. I do have the address up, and it's http forward slash forward slash blogs dot stripes dot com slash blogs slash spouse calls. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I cannot remember it. But if okay, you well, it, and we'll post it also on the website on, on com. We have it up there already, and it has your picture and a link and your bio and the whole thing. So I, yes, I hope thank it, you. For everybody listening, that you guys will definitely check it out and support yeah. Carrie and her blog, uh, because we've got to read we've got to read these blogs and, and columns that are written by military spouses. That way, you know, we continue to have them available to us. That's absolutely we right. Support it. Otherwise, it goes away if we don't support it. Yes, I don't want to go away. So definitely. <laughs> no, no. Well, I, I hope I get to go. <laughs> I hope I get to go in May, and um, I will. Um, I'll definitely email you off. You know, off. We know when we're I'll done do with that, the show, and um, we'll see what um, what comes of it. But uh, if if I'm in Garmisch, I definitely want to drive up to Frankfurt and just kind of I'll probably fly into Frankfurt actually. Probably, yeah, you can or you can fly into Stuttgart. But yeah, definitely okay. let me know. I'd love to see you if you're going to be here. I'm only a couple of hours from Garmisch where I live now. So okay, all right. So maybe I'll because I, I've got to go to my old stomping grounds, you know, even though I never exactly. go back home kind of thing, but I still want to go and see where we used to live and all that cool stuff. So, All right, well, thank you, Terry, so much. It's been a pleasure having you on, and I look forward again to the next time that you're on the show. Well, thanks, Wendy, so much for inviting me. I appreciate it, and I look forward to talking to you again, too, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you. Take care. All right, good night, and God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right, everybody, you've been listening to Military Life Radio and Navy Wife Radio. We've had a jam-packed show. I want to say thanks to Terry, um, who's joined us from Stripes.com. You can find her, like we said, on her blog. It's blogs.stripes.com slash blog slash spouse call. I know that's crazy. 
or you can just go to stripes.com, scroll down the home page to see blogs and click on her picture, Terry Barnes. Uh, Spouse Calls is the name of her column and blog. Definitely want to head over there and support her. And thank you to Pat Rabby. He's part of the Military Life Family Radio and or part of Military Life, our family, I guess I should say. You can tell I've had too much hot chocolate to drink. Thank you, Pat, for coming on the show. You're always, you kind of jam up our phone lines in our chat room and everything. You're such the rock star. Thank you for being a part of our show tonight. And be sure to order your copy of Hey Shipwreck Season 1, Season 2 for your service member, your DH, your um, loved one who um, is maybe deployed, put in their care package, or putting in, or put it in a stocking. It's the perfect, perfect stocking stuffer. And it's a great way to support Pat and keep the lights on over there at TubeDays.com. It's TubeDays.com. And over there you can also check out the teaser to join the Navy. It's a great little two-minute, I think, teaser into the cartoon join the Navy. So check that out. And Marla, we missed you tonight. Or we will see you next week. Um, Marla, we'll, we'll, I'll be happy to have you back. It's more fun with you here. And um, I just want to say again thanks to everybody who's listening to us live and in the archives. Our show is really all about you. We want to hear your comments and your favorite things about the show and ideas for topics and guests. We want to hear them. You can connect with us at on Twitter. Our, our um, name is at MyMilitaryLife. You can find us at, on MySpace, Navy Wife Radio. Our face, on Facebook, you can search MyMilitaryLife. You can find us there also. And our social network site is mymilitarylife.com. You can go there and click on social network, and that will take you into our community of spouses, which we have lots of them over there. And you can post pictures and connect and even start your own little page over there. It's very cool. So please connect with us online and subscribe to our show via iTunes. All you got to do is type in Navy Wife Radio and subscribe, and then every time you plug in your iPod, you will have our the latest episode of Navy Wife Radio and Military Life Radio. Uh, if you have a topic or guest you'd like discussed, just email me at wendy at navywiferadio.com. Next week on the show, we're going to do our holiday messages for the troops. We are going to have uh, the USO girls from DFW Airport. If you've ever been to DFW Airport, then you know they have one of the most awesome USOs there. And they do a lot to support our troops as they're transitioning. If you're traveling over the holidays and you go through DFW and you have a layover, I encourage you to go by the USO. They have free snacks. So if you're hungry, you can get yourself um, a quick snack and free drinks. They have all like you know facilities, you have bathroom facilities. They have lounge chairs. If you have a long layover, you can watch a movie. They have free internet all that kind of good stuff. You definitely want to check out um, the USO at DFW or any major airport. Check to see if they have a USO. So that's coming up next week, holiday messages to the troops. So we hope that you will join us. That's at 10 p.m. Eastern next Tuesday, and that will be on um, December 16th. Yeah, December 16th. Our disclaimer is we're not part of any official government agency, the Department of the Navy or the Department of Defense. The views and opinions expressed here are our own and don't reflect official Navy policy. Any advice we give is strictly the author's, and should you require professional counseling, please 
seek a qualified professional. Okay, so next week's date is December 15th. Sorry, I had the date wrong. December 15th. Join us for the USO Girls. Uh, you've been listening to Navy Wife Radio and Military Life Radio. Visit us online at military or military life my military life sorry dot com or Navy Wife Radio for archive shows, show times, and upcoming guest information. That's NavyWifeRadio.com. All right, everybody, thank you again. Um, it's always a pleasure and an honor to hang out with you guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you over on the blog. Good night, and Merry Christmas. Up and-